Welcome to Designing Happiness, the podcast to empower and educate homeowners on how to best deliver your extension or refurbishment to make sure the end result is perfect for your lifestyle, personality and taste. This week we are talking about feng shui, the art of harnessing your home's unique energy and how to use this to support you and your business. I mean, oh my God, I'm so excited to hear about this. Um, Intros first. I'm Abigail Hall, a building design expert with a nickname, the Queen of Construction. For the last decade and a half, I've been working with private homeowners and super prime developers, advising them how to best deliver very high-end and complex new builds, extensions, and historic renovations. Admittedly, these often had some pretty hefty budgets, but I've also undertaken a fair number of my own renovation projects with much smaller and restricted budgets. Over time, I've learned how to use design to enhance genuine happiness in your home. And I want to share with you my knowledge, my contacts, and a few of the lessons I've learned along the way. So if you're a homeowner and you want to hear from people who share your vision for a happy home, who will help educate you on how to create an environment that's suited to how you want to live and empower you to be bolder with the choices and feel more informed rather than persuaded, Designing Happiness is the podcast for you. Now, each week we talk to a different expert about their product or service so we can learn the technical jargon, the easy mistakes to avoid and how to get a project we want on time and in budget. And this week, I am very excited that we have Patricia Lowen of Powerhouse Feng Shui. Now, she is a UK and Ireland-based published author and expert on the ancient art of Feng Shui. She admits to the dichotomy a lot of us have, which is the desire to both be surrounded by beautiful things, yet also having a strong sense of spirituality. This evolved into a coaching and public speaking career, but with the five thousand-year-old feng shui principles at its core. And she joins us today to talk about how we can apply those practical principles to our home refurbishment and extensions. So Patricia, welcome to the Designing Happiness podcast. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here and I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share with your audience. The first thing that I want to say is I absolutely love the name of your podcast. Oh, like, thank you. Designing happiness. Like, honestly, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to um, a friend of mine and I just was telling about my work, what I do. And it was just like, I just want to help. I want people to be happy and to be in flow and have joy and abundance and goodness in their lives, like I see for my clients. And um, then I, I just, it was just so kind of perfectly synchronistic when your podcast popped up and I'm like, designing happiness, like hell yes. Hello. You know, I'll have and some of that. Like <laughs> construction and houses. And I'm like, feng shui is all about that. Brilliant. Exactly. The epitome. So I, I, I have we're in the right place together. We're the right, and I've got a feeling we're going to be talking about manifesting later. So mm-hmm. I think I think you might have manifested me. I, I, I don't know if I've so. ever been manifested before. <laughs> I like it. Is that okay? I don't know. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so but to to help us out because you know you're the expert here. Mm-hmm. Share with us the main problem, if you will, or the main challenge that your service solves for people. The main service that are that feng shui helps people with is 
it helps people make and create happy homes. Essentially, feng shui um, is derived from the uh, Chinese characters of good health and good wealth, and or actually good health and good harvest. But you know, this is a five thousand year old practice, so something that's around five thousand years, you know. Farmers were looking for their harvest and how they reach their wealth. So essentially, uh, feng shui is ultimately about having a home that is happy, healthy and wealthy. And um, it's one of the subjects that, that I find and I feel like I'm on always sharing, you know, the misconceptions about feng shui and talking about what it isn't yes. and what it is, because there's so much out there about feng shui in terms of like trinkets and knocking walls and this is bad feng shui and this is and I'm just like oh man we're just missing the point of the fact that your home has such a powerful influence on what is happening in your life your bank account your relationships your health your career like every part of your home is impacting every part of your life so whatever is playing out right now in your life, good, bad or indifferent, I'm 100% certain that the energy of your house has something to do with it. And that's amazing. And I think a lot of us, even though we're not experts in it, some, some people, mm-hmm. some of our listeners might, might be experts. Please reach out and, and, mm-hmm. and let me know so we can make a wonderful connection. Um, but I think we do know that on a very, very basic level, home is where the heart is. And if there's discontentment mm-hmm. at home, even if you can't put your finger on it, it does extend into the rest of your life. So what you're saying purely on a cognitive, I can mm-hmm. understand that level, even if I don't necessarily understand the energy and the spirituality that sits behind exactly. it. Exactly. It makes there's a logic to it, which is undeniable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd love it. I mean, and we always start at the beginning of this podcast, mm-hmm. reminding people, even though we might be experts in our respective fields, things go wrong for us so please I'd love it if you could share with me when there's been kind of what I call an epic fail uh in respect of your career so anything where where either you've dealt with something that's massively not gone as you intended or 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 something that's that's not the best the thing we're trying to avoid the thing we're trying to avoid god this is a really tricky question and I did read through the questions but now I'm like "Hmm." um I think actually I'll share with you in the beginning when I first started um, my practice in feng shui, I, I rolled in with how other people were teaching and what they were sharing with all the little tips and little things like, and, and when I started, I started a really um, basic beginner's course in feng shui and the, it, it was good. But what happened was, Clients came and I could hear what was going on in their lives, but I was only giving superficial surface um, cures and balances because I needed to know more about their homes. So it made me rethink everything because I was listening to people in really difficult situations, struggling with finances, health, all these different issues. And I just thought I've created the wrong thing. So what 
came from it. And I think that this is the big thing is like you learn as you go. What came from it was what has, is now my powerhouse program. But that very first course that was called Operation Transformation, it was really, really like low tech, pretty dodgy. Not dodgy as in like not bad information, but like dodgy as in like the way it was like the videos and everything. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like superior quality professionally recorded. Um, but the whole, um, you know, it was just like, oh, just going to give like tips and easy things that they can do, but actually they needed fundamental, deep, proper feng shui advice. They needed me to analyze their houses to tell them why this is not working in your life and how to fix it. And that was a big aha kind of was a bit, I felt a bit like I failed these people, but then I turned it around and was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do something different with this. This has to be. So I offered these women the opportunity then for me to do their houses, what I would do if I was going on a personal consultation with clients and that they became our program. I think that's a, I think that was a brilliant answer. You, you said you, you struggled with that. I actually think that's exactly right. And there's a really, really big lesson, which is the world that you're in, the world that I'm in, the devil's in the detail is mm -hmm. incredibly complex. It's, it's huge. People mm -hmm. make it their, their, you know, I, I'm, I'm only after 20 years of practicing, do I feel confident enough to call myself an expert because of the mm -hmm. breadth of, of content that there is. And the fact is sometimes it can't be distilled down into a clickbait, five things you need to know, you won't believe number three type list. And I, I, and I think our listeners get that. Um, mm -hmm. And actually when we try and water down that, that expertise, to, to get someone's interest, to pique someone's interest, to have a further conversation, sure, fine, whatever, happy to do that. But to say, yep, I can, I can write down five, five things. There you go, follow that, you'll be yeah. fine. And you know, it's really fun because sometimes some of those small things can have a huge difference. Like I had a client come on to do a, um, a call with me to share her success stories of being in my program. And she said she she listened to some free tips that I was saying. And I was like, you know, just clean, make your shirt front door is nice and clean, clean out the front, you know, you know, make it tidy, get a new welcome mat. And she said she heard it and she went outside. She swept the, swept the, the step, cleaned yeah. the front door. And she said she came back in and had an email from a dream client. And she's like, I don't know if it's related, but I just decided I needed to sign up for the course there and then. And honestly, like the she, her business has quadrupled. She's had amazing results. She's like, my children are not fighting anymore. Like, but it was like something in her had to tweak. So she took one tiny action, was like, Whoa, oh, wow. And then was like led into the program, you know? So sometimes those little things, they, they really surprise me too. I'm like, even though I know it's good feng shui, you know, it's like good, there's good breast practices. Yeah. And that's what I try and give at kind of the, on the overall level is good best, best practices that you, everyone can do. And you don't need to be a feng shui expert to have some really, you know, things that are like logical even. Yes. I, I love it. Although no promises can ever be made. I obviously am immediately yes. after this podcast going to go and speak my front step. <laughs> Guarantees. Everyone, every single listener will. We'll all be there. And then immediately checking our emails. No. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, this, this is a lovely segue into the next question, because if I'm thinking about doing a renovation or extension, as, as, as our audience are, and, I, and I'd like to use feng shui, I'd like to, I'd like to mm -hmm. incorporate it in some way. What, and I, here I am saying, don't do, don't just do short lists. But if there was three things to consider, mm -hmm. even if I'm being signposted in other directions, what are the three things that you'd advise me to consider when wanting to incorporate feng shui into my mm -hmm. innovation or extension? 
When wanting to incorporate feng shui into your home, the first thing, because often extensions are added to the back of the house. Often, yes. This is, a, this is definitely an important one, is make sure that when you put that beautiful extension into the garden with big glass windows and all of that, um, when you open the front door that you do not want to be able to see all the way through out to that back extension. This is just kind of a feng shui 101 when you're doing structural changes. Now, honestly, if you're listening and your front door faces your back door, it, it's not the end of the world. You're not doomed for life. But, um, you know, there's so much out there. But, you know, if you're in a construction phase, just keep this in mind. Like, make put a door in between the front door and the back door. And, you know, if you do have this situation, your front door faces your back door. Is there a door between? Can you keep it closed? Can you put some kind of feature that slows the energy down? Maybe you can, um, you know, put some more substantial furniture or plants at that back window or that back door or even a little curtain or, you know, um, styled uh, net or something on it so the energy is not going straight out um so but just in that construction phase like you're in a different mindset to like feng shui which i would do with my clients who are working on their you know just doing their existing house that it is as it is and if it is my like a client whose house front door faces their back door i'd be like hmm, this is what you need to do so but for in this phase of like changing things um the other thing i would say to you um planning a, a construction is that um the, the the energy of your home will shift and can shift very dramatically when you're doing an addition. So I would highly recommend moving out during the construction. I know this might feel like an extra expense, but when we dig up gardens and energy outside, when we start shifting energy, knocking walls, upheaval around it, it creates kind of like a kind of this like chaos outside ensues. And for, for the main part, maybe you can look at not being there. That would be a really important because we've had, you know, clients will go ahead and do things without talking to me. And then they're like, we did an accident. There's been so many delays. There's been all these issues, someone's sick, you know, just with all of that change of energy, it can really create a lot of upheaval. So I would certainly recommend just putting it, seeding it into your budget. Like, can we go stay at my mother's or can you move to, you know, get an Airbnb or a rental somewhere close? That would be a great idea. So you're not just going, so you're not going to be affected by it. Um, if you can't, change it um between um if you can't if you can't move out um get some metal chimes and i know i don't talk i'm i'm not i'm not into big trinkets and weird frogs or lucky bows and stuff but um metal chimes um so as the energy is changing the the chimes and the sound is kind of absorbing it so between the construction or the extension put hang some fairly substantial ones little tiny angel fairy ones aren't going to do the job we need some strong and then you get to have some nice wind chimes out in your garden afterwards so kind of you can have them afterwards out in the garden um, and they would be my three kind of main things it's you know it's very different um you know people ask me different things of like oh what where do i get started with feng shui but this is a different um situation um and then as you're doing the feng shui as you're like maybe looking this is the third part but if you're before if you are um doing and starting to work with your home like let it know, like 
honestly, I don't know, people may be listening going, oh my God, crazy. But your house does have an energy. It has its own personality. I have a quiz that you can do on my website to check the current house type. Um, let your house know. So maybe do a little meditation or just say, hey, you know, we're going to be doing these adjustments. I'm just letting you know, like, what do you want? Is there something you need to get rid of? Like, just check in with that. Um there's a lot like I kind of want to really dive really deep in and be like, you know, certain directions are not the best best direction for doing construction some years. So I would say to clients, if, if they're um, going to do an extension, I would look at the year and say, do you really need it ASAP or can we wait for another? Can we wait till the next cycle till next year? Or if you're going to do it, can you do it these months? We would look at timings to make sure it's the most auspicious timing. Um, we would also look at the size of the, the uh, extension. Sometimes an extension um, or, you know, a, a, you know, renovation. Renovations are a bit different, but extensions in particular can really change the house type. So if you do the quiz and you find out your house is good for people, good for money, I would be definitely like contacting a consultant to check if you add this substantial extension, is it going to, um, is it going to make a difference? Because it could really transform the energy of the house completely to a house that's not as good. Um, and we can mitigate that and everything, but it's good to know, like, if you're living in a really good house that, you know, and in terms of a good house, you know, things are flowing, money is flowing, everyone's happy and healthy and good. Like it's all, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like, it's not like a lot of drama in your life. Um, that's all kind of good signs of a good house on both fronts. Um, just doing a, a, a substantial extension can really make a huge dramatic change. And I've worked with clients in the past that we've that have been like doubling the size of their house and moving it from a good for people and money house to a bad for people and bad money house. And first of all, to be prepared for that, not necessarily, we, we can balance everything, but it's like, okay, well, that's going to bring in a few different considerations that need to be done during the, after the construction. So yeah, there's a lot of layers to this practice. There's like, a lot, there like, is a lot of layers. This is, this is not what I was thinking she was going to talk about feng shui. I thought she was going to tell me where to put my couch. <laughs> but you know, again, it's so, in, I, I, listen, my takeaway from this is if you're, if you're genuinely interested, it's, it's get an expert in. Because even though you did give three three very good things and, and some really some really practical ones there, and actually, if I may, just uh, sitting with my construction hat on, it's so interesting. A line of sight, actually, I think I don't think that even is a line of sight. I think of an air movement between a front mm. door and a back door is a nightmare because you you get you create a vacuum and things slam. So I always, I always avoid that. So, and I actually, yes. probably, and probably these are principles from 5,000 years. Yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a builder on a building site. The moving out, really just move out. Just no one wants to, no one wants to. I work on a building site every day. Believe me, you don't want to live on one. It's, it's mm -hmm. beastly. And I know that says with a, a real kind of, oh, privilege that you can afford to do that. But really the upheaval is huge. The dust, mm -hmm. the dirt, and, and, and I could be, and actually you're right, the, the energetically, it's, it's gas, it's just gas needs to come back to somewhere, where, which yeah. isn't clean. I love that about metal chimes. This is a new lovely housewarming gift. Everyone who's going to do work on their property, mm -hmm. it, I'm going to give them some chimes now, and I'm going to say, here you go. And put it between the construction. That's, That's so good. Yeah, I'm going to really do good. that. Absolutely yeah. wonderful talking to you. Um, and let your house know you're doing the work. I spend so much time talking to my clients about stakeholder management, which is 
probably one of the most exciting things I talk about. Basically, it's making anyone who is, is close to your building, near to your building when you're doing work, letting them know. Your neighbours want to know. They want to know about deliveries. They want to know about dust and noise. And actually, if you tell them in advance of times, chances are you mitigate 90% of the problems. I'm already telling people, I'm already saying, put it out there. Put it out there that you're doing it. Put it out there. You're almost yeah. apologising in advance. I'm yes. sorry. It's going <gasps> to be noisy. And I love that you're saying it's the house as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like that. Like have respect for your neighbours, have respect for your house. Yeah. And I, I have, have clients do meditations like to connect to the soul of their home. And, you know, some of them do it, some of them don't. But I remember one coming to me and being like, Trisha, I've done everything you said. And, you know, nothing, things don't feel like they're moving. And I went, you know what? Just relax, go do a meditation and, and you know, check in with your house. And I, the next day I sent her a message and it's like, how did you get on with that? And she said, the house told me to stop being so impatient. <laughs> and literally like a few days later, everything just like turned around. She was like, oh, I've just got all these new clients. This just happened. Money. I just got some money in the bank. I was like, there we go. <laughs> like, you know, so it's fun. I like that house. I think and I actually, have to- I have another one, just as you were talking yeah. about, like, the, you know, um, that just came to me. So if you are going to be in construction, outside like and you have and you have got neighbors even if they're neighbors that you get on well with mm. or with some that you don't get too well with um get some cactus like a cacti yes. and put it on the boundary walls like outside like not inside yes. outside between you and the neighbors um especially just even that part where the where the extension is or the addition yes. is going to be put it there so that it just kind of not like and, and then once you if you really love your neighbors it's okay you don't need them but um you know just for this sense of you know some that could feel a bit uneasy you don't want to you kind of want to like not have them coming in and bothering and and you know kind of creates a little a bubble around the place now don't bring those cacti back into your house leave them outside um and get rid of them if you do like your neighbors after the renovation but they yeah like just capture, they're like they're like a, a, an egg energy sponge literally they are and actually i had um i had clients who were in they were in they this lady and husband they had inherited a house in oh it's like a terraced house in the north of england um and when they moved in it was like his mother's and when they moved in the people next door had a, a cannabis farm in the garden and oh, they wow. were like trisha what are we gonna do like this is crazy so i was like get the cacti get the cacti and i swear within after they did the renovations and put the rent the um the cactus in they the neighbors moved out like just miraculously moved out like a few weeks later they're like they've gone so yeah good imagine you just like never know what's going on so i love these tips absolutely fantastic <laughs> We're now going to talk, I mean, after cacti, I don't know really how, how to move on from that, but we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk Pardon? about money. We're going to talk money. about money. Yeah. Money, yes. I know, budgeting, which of course mm-hmm. is a very challenging area. So much advice, so little um, information around how much things cost. So what's your best piece of advice for budgeting if you want to bring in someone to help you with the feng shui in your home? So... Feng Shui has many, many, many different schools. I think for me, beyond even the conversation about budgeting, is just making sure that you um, work with a consultant who is going to take into consideration that your house is totally unique. There's lots of practices that are, you know, cookie cutter approaches to Feng Shui. And this 
cookie cutter approach can be quite um, restrictive when it comes to supporting you and really taking a proper detailed analysis of the house. So this, the school of feng shui that we practice that I do is um, classical flying stars. And this looks at... Oh, you know, the year it was built, the energy of it, what's going on, what are the, the implications of this addition? What are going to be the good and the bad? How to mitigate it making, um, you know, a big difference or how to even improve it? And it'll benefit the entire house. So I would definitely recommend um, sourcing one that works on a very, on a very much that every house is bespoke practice um, as opposed to some of the other schools that, you know, and some people love those and they're like, yeah, it works for them and great. Um, but from my experience of working with homes, and especially when we're coming to that extension, is you really want really good detailed analysis um, and knowing as I said, what the implications of this um, addition is and how to make sure you can optimize it. So um, what we have, and that obviously takes a little bit more effort and energy. Yes. Um, so, we're, well, in our, in our world, um, my practice, we have an online program called Powerhouse, which is an amazing program that helps people, you know, we, we create your bespoke report, help you, support you during that journey. Um, and that is... Um, Oh, it's in it's in US dollars, so it's at two thousand five hundred US dollars. So probably about two thousand pounds for for US listers. Um, and then we you can have then one to one consultations, or you can work with me one to one, which is a whole other um job, and I are a whole other level of you know around eight to ten eight to ten eight thousand pounds out of my yeah plus yeah for, and that's and that's a really clients. And it's really good to be so open and honest about some of those mm -hmm. costs. And it's it's good to know. I think one thing that you didn't say there, but I would like to volunteer, which is there are entry level price points of of books and other things of uh, and, oh, and yeah. those that you can look at. But we are talking about something here that isn't a quick fix. This isn't no. uh, uh, a, a how to paint your wall, how to apply your wallpaper. No, this is something. This is something fundamental to the structure of your house. And actually, Patricia would sit. In a project that I was running, she would sit as part of what we call the professional team. So mm -hmm. I would have a, an architect, a structural engineer, an interior designer, consultants related to MEP, that's your pipes and wires, and Patricia related to feng shui. Mm -hmm. She would sit as an equal amongst all of those. So yeah. just as if the plumber said, actually, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And the architect goes, okay, well, let me consider how we can do that with a layout of the house. If Patricia said, look, we need to do X, Y, and Z. The architect would look at that. And, and actually, when you're thinking about this service being part of the professional team, this is not something that costs 250 quid. That's, mm -hmm. that's, we're doing uh, extensions and renovations, guys. We know this isn't cheap. Um, and I think that's very important that you do get what you pay for. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's a message that's out there. Um, any other advice around budgeting? Around the budgeting, I would say, you know, as I said, you know, I actually got into feng shui when I was 15 and I got my first book about feng shui. So um, then, and what happens is we can read books and be like, oh, this and this and this and keep these things in mind. And then there's a little, there's a place where it gets really confusing. And basically that's what I do. I like take the confusion out and make it easy. But to get started, um, I actually really recommend feng shui your existing house. Like, feeling how it feels to be in that house. So I know this is off the budget question, but my, I always say to people, you know, they put it off. They're like, I'll wait till the house is done up and wait till the extension. I'll wait till this. And, you know, 
why wait to optimize the energy of your home? You know, is one of the things I always, I'm like, because that can make and speed up all the flow of all of those things coming. Um, I loved what you said about the team and sitting on the team because I've done that several times and it's so amazing because, you know, architects don't have in their head the optimum position for every single person to get the best night's sleep, which is what I'm looking at. Or the, you know, the, or where's the best, so they're not going to be overwhelmed where they're going to sit when they're sitting at the desk at their office position. We're looking at all this other um, things that are going to improve their health and well-being. So it's great that you talk about in the team. And I love it because we've more fluency and then I'm opening up their minds to like, this is the best bedroom positions. And then, but everyone is unique or, you know, they're oftentimes on plans. What I've noticed is I'll get plans from a client and be like, okay, this is where the architect sees the bed, but actually this is going to lead to like really overwhelm and bad sleep and this and this. And it's only because it's put as a placeholder, but yes. it's almost like, leads to being the way it's going to be it because it's like a subconscious does. thing yeah <laughs> no, it's like and, and i'm like no and the sockets are all placed around the sockets are all placed around really and all exactly. of that so yeah. and that can be and you know that can be definitely there's there's so much potential and little subtle tweaks um around improving things for everybody in their house their health well-being um but on the budget thing um what what I would say is people may think that, you know, the feng shui is then going to cost a lot to implement. And that's not the case. So it's kind of like the opposite. What you're really getting is like the wisdom and the knowledge and the insights and the implementation is not another big investment, which is really important to be mindful of. It's not like, oh my God, now I have to spend like 50,000 because the feng shui consultant, it's not like that. It's it's like it's like maybe another like few hundred to, yeah. to get what you need in. Yeah, no, that's, that's really, and that's really good to say. As you say, yeah. because sometimes you pay for a consultant and then their advice is that you need an exceptionally expensive product. And you're like, oh, no. good. So I get to pay twice. Good to know. Um, and actually, I think you might have already started answering the next question, but um, I didn't want to stop you in your flow because w- the question is for the best finish and function and obviously to help ensure we deliver on time. What stage in the project do people need to talk to you? Now, I think you've answered it because we were talking about working mm, design. Yeah. You've gone even further. You've said, oh. do it now. Do it to the current place. Do it. Do it before. Mm-hmm. Learn how you do Learn. it now. The best before, practices. before you even engage on your next mm-hmm. project and actually yeah. i love that that you're the first person who's ever said my stages are design it buy it build it maintain it you're pre-design it you're, in yeah. a, you're living now but actually what i've noticed is that when i work with the client who's who you know i'll have a client come we function with their house and then they're like i want to move house i'm going to build a new house like whatever it is what happens is so fascinating because the energy of the house that they're in, we, we, we raise the energy of it. We make it more happy. Their things are flowing easier. You know, there's a lot more opportunities, more money. So they have more money to buy a better house, to build a better house, you know, to, to get what it is they want. But they tend then to even have a better house type. So with the quiz, you'll see the different house types. But I've always seen, and even one of my fellow consultants, we were talking about how amazing it is that you end up with a bed, they end up with a better house the next one because yes. they've kind of lived it. Um, and then it's not as hard. Like we had a client most recently, the most recent new build that we worked on. She's been, oh, maybe like five or six years um, has had her house feng shui with us. 
Uh, and she had a lot of the right, right things to tell the architect in the beginning. And then she came to me with plans. And um, I said, these are the main things you need to look out for, you know, and then we went on. But some of the things she already knew, you know, it was great. And she was and she's she really was bought in on like we're definitely having the feng shui because she's just seen so many amazing things happen for her so far that she's like, I want more of this. But I mean, again, what you're describing there, if I put that into kind of common parlance, what we all know, the first time you do a kitchen or a bathroom, it's really easy to be persuaded by salespeople, by your builder, by whomever it is. Um, often often it's a, it's a showroom. And only when you live with it, do you go, well, hold on, I know, I know what I like. Who was, who was to tell yeah. me that I didn't need a double vanity? Actually, I do need, I need a double vanity. That's what I need. And then you become, and then yeah. you become the person the next time. And my client yeah. base is often people who've done multiple extensions and renovations. Yeah. And they're very like, Abby, don't, I know what I like. I know what yeah. I like. Yeah. Because you've, and once you've paid and not got what you want, by God, you're never going to do that twice. Oh so I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Patricia, I'm so keen. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's it. You're helping me, mate. <laughs> You're coming in. We'll, we'll do a whole. We'll do. I'll do a whole insta before and after. Before queen and of constructions. Yes. Queen of feng shui. <laughs> exactly. No, I will. I will become like a Mia disciple. <laughs> the altar. <laughs> Definitely not queen of that. Um, um, it's so, so funny. Sorry, you just said about the double vanity because yeah. my husband and I, um, in our master bathroom, we just have we have one sink, and in our main bathroom, there's just the one. Yeah. And Ken, for so long, has been saying, "I really want a double sink." double sink and I was just like it's such a waste why would you want a double sink like oh so we had all this back and forth about it and I was like no 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 I was just like not sold on it I was like it's a waste like what are you talking about so anyways um we were in Greece staying in a beautiful house and it had double sinks and I was like oh this is game really changer really nice. I know oh my god this is so nice so now we've actually now we separate bathrooms. Like I use the ensuite, yeah. uses the master ba- bedroom because master bathroom because we're just like we may as well. I'm just like this is so nice. So it's a little bit of <laughs> I'm nodding. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm nodding. Done. I've seen it all before. <laughs> I know it well, um, and I never dismiss, never ever dismiss people, but also be open. Yeah, yes. be open to see. <laughs> Luxury, luxury is rarely wrong. Let me just say that. <laughs> Shouldn't be purporting that. Um, so here at Designing Happiness, we love achieving the impossible. Mm-hmm. What's the best idea from a client that you've been able to help fulfill? What's the best idea? The best idea or maybe the best vision or the best um, aspiration oh. maybe would be a better word for you. Oh, my God. We have so many of these. This is like my whole thing. We just help people fulfill their dreams. Um, So I had an amazing client who bought the most stunning old house. Like, oh my God, it was on like acres of field. Just amazing kind of old mansion. And um, she was not that happy in her job. And what has unfolded has just been amazing. So she was like, I'm going to leave my job. And she left the job, got a brand new job that had a company car that's closer to work, that's closer to her home. And then she started a side hustle because she's like, I'd love some extra income. So she started a side hustle and that's been going great. And her husband's business has like quadrupled. 
And she said to me, she's like, Patricia, I feel like the feng shui has put a protective bubble around our home. And even though the world has been going nuts, we have just had so much good things happen that we're like immune. It's like we're immune. And I was like, like, she's like, my vision board is my reality. I've been here and done this and this and this. And, And I was like, it just blows my mind, you know, and, and the thing is people will come because they want, you know, to create a home that's balanced and happy, but you know, there's small things as well. Like I a client whose children don't fight anymore. Like that's pretty dramatic. That's huge. You know, this is, this is, you know, it's like feng shui people will come, Oh, helping my money, my career. But for a family like Tina was like Patricia, they were just fighting all the time. Uh, and now nothing. She's like, now they're even supporting each other and doing their homework together. She's like, it is like chalk and cheese. And the value of that is actually, those are the things that it's almost impossible to put value against it. Yeah. Because yeah. how much would you, if you're sitting there right now, you're listening and you yourself have got children that are like that. How much would you, if you could throw money at that to make that go mm-hmm. away? There's, it's, almost, it's almost no limit to it because it's so, and it affects you. It's your home. So you yeah. can't get away from it. That's the space yeah. that's supposed to be your sanctum sanctorum. Yeah. It's supposed to be where you're your best self. Exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I know that you've got so many examples um, and I know like, that there's more information on your website. And yes. obviously we're, we're going to link to all of that at the end. Um, and I absolutely encourage people to reach out and talk to you if they've got specific mm. questions in mind about that that kind of that objective, that goal, that ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, so f- finally, we're going to wrap all of this up. Yes. What's the most positive and valuable lesson clients have learned from working with you? The most valuable lesson um, that clients have learned is that their home is impacting them whether they like it or not and their lives and their bank account and that they can have lives that are balanced and flowing and joyful and easy I think that's one of the things it's just like on all levels it's like I had a a client who's who's just joined and she's looking to call in love and she's like I now realize seeing everyone in the community that I can have a successful career and an amazing relationship you know, it's like you can have it all, um, but your home is definitely impacting um, good, bad or indifferent. So that's and, and when they realize that it's just like the penny drops and they're like, OK, I'm going to do what you say and let's see what unfolds. Let kind of the magic unfold. I love that. And that is the ultimate base of get your house in order mm-hmm. before you change the world. Yeah. Wow. Totally. Fantastic. Oh, Patricia, I could have talked to you all day. I know. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank and you. And on our call, like we talked about totally different things. That much, right? So I, I was like, oh. You know what? This is this is as it is. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful topic to talk about. It's not something that you can scratch the surface and go, there you go. I've, mm. I've got I've got it all. A massive deep dive yeah. into this. Um, and I hope whether this is the first time you've learned about it, whether you knew a little, whether you had an appetite to learn more, that you've been satisfied. Um, I mean, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're so welcome. You've been so positive and <laughs> inspirational. And oh, I just, I, yeah, I feel amazing things are happening in your world. You're, you're the generator mm-hmm. of those things. And well, you know, I, just, I just want a little Patricia in the corner of my living room. Is that part <laughs> of the package that we get from you? Just a version of yourself. Just kind of, that 
changes things up. Um, You know, it's so funny because, you know, as you said, you think I manifested you or maybe we did each other. But I was just like one day just on my phone and I saw happy, like designing happiness. It just popped up like right in front of me. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. And that's how we connected. And it was really just in that flow of like, you know, one of those moments where you're like, oh, I'm not even looking for, you know, something. And I saw I was like, I'm going to reach out to that woman. That's exactly so, it. And that's how wonderful mm-hmm. connections are made. So and please, anyone who anyone who goes, follows this forward, does anything in your own home, if you've got any experience yourself, please share it with us. Um, mm-hmm. For more information on today's show, any links we've mentioned um, or to listen to other episodes, please go to the Designing Happiness website, which is designinghappiness.org. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And please subscribe and rate this podcast as it helps other homeowners learn how to design their happiness. Thank you for listening. I've been Abigail Hall, and this has been the Designing Happiness Podcast. Monkey Pants Productions Podcast.